Thanks for joining us as we continue our study through the Ten Commandments. Tonight we will look at commandment number eight. It's found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 15, and this is what it says, You shall not steal. We will be talking about the Eighth Commandment, um, to not steal. Tonight we will be looking first of all at the letter of the law, as we have done, and we will continue looking at the spirit of the law as we try to dive into the New Testament and see what it says about the Ten Commandments as well. But let's deal first with the letter of the law with stealing. Um, probably don't have to explain too much about stealing. I think we all know what it is, but the definition of stealing would be something like to take something that doesn't belong to you without permission. And that is the letter of the law. So when God says you shall not steal, most of us know what that means. Stealing. Uh, once again, one of the first sins um, I ever struggled with, and probably children struggle with. Anytime children are depicted in books or movies or TV shows, um, stealing is one of those first sins that uh, children struggle with. And I, I was no different. I was one of the same. I remember stealing baseball cards from brothers and sisters. I remember stealing baseball cards from people in my school. I remember occasions that I, I just stole toys and, and candy and things that didn't belong to me just because I wanted it. And I remember even as a young boy in first or second grade knowing how wrong that was. In fact, one time I think I stole a baseball card from a kid at school and his name was written on it and I wanted it. I wanted the card. So while he wasn't there once, I went up, I took his card, I erased his name, I put my own name on it, and I kept the card. <laughs> Six years old, seven years old, something like that. I just outright stole. Um, maybe you have a story like that of your own. Uh, I don't think that was the last time I've stole, of course. In fact, I know it's not. Uh, stealing is, is one of those things that uh, is is obvious, and yet at the same time, it needs to be taught. It needs to be stated. And so God does that. You shall not steal. We're going to look at several ways in which stealing can be done. Some of them are going to be incredibly obvious. Some of them maybe you haven't thought of. But I want to look at that in ways we can steal. And what we're going to do is we're going to work our way up to probably the most profound way on how to steal so that we can avoid that because that's the entire point of the commandments. At least these part of it is to avoid certain sins. So stealing is a sin. We have to call it what it is. God says, thou shall not steal. And if we steal, we're sinning against God. We're sinning against his commandments. So again, that's the letter of the law. Do not steal. Do not take anything that is not yours without permission. <clears throat> so, <coughs> excuse me. We're going to look at a few ways here on ways we could steal, ways people do steal. The first one, again, taking something that doesn't belong to you. It could be anything. Um, it could be a baseball card. Um, it could be as profound as someone's car. It could be, you know, you break into a home and you steal people's stuff. And that's, and we call, we call them thieves. In fact, when Jesus died on the cross, you know, if you remember, he died in the middle of two thieves. There was a thief on his left and a thief on his right. People that had lived their lives taking people's stuff. I know what it's like to steal. I also know what it's like to be stolen from. My wife and I have uh, been broken into on two occasions in our house and people robbed from us. They, they stole from the first floor. They broke in the second time. They went upstairs and stole from our second floor. And so I know what it's like to be stolen from. It's not a good feeling. 
Um, but again, it's, it's one of those very obvious things that you shouldn't steal. And, and we, we have laws in our country to keep people from stealing. Um, you know, we have alarms in our cars. We have locks on our doors. Um, we have alarms sometimes on our houses. <laughs> All kinds of things to inhibit or help people to not steal our stuff. And there's also, you know, stealing is a crime. If you steal someone's stuff, you can go to jail. And even the law knows that stealing is wrong. So it's not like one of these things that we're learning for the first time. You shouldn't steal. We all know that. You shouldn't steal from people. You shouldn't take their stuff. And yet it's still one of those ones that's a timeless, ancient sin that just mankind is going to struggle with until Christ comes back. Except for Christians. Christians should know obviously much more than even the world does about stealing. And we should, as we're going to talk about, do the complete opposite. We'll get there though. But I want to look at a few ways uh, that we can steal, that people do steal. We talked about the first one. It's take something that doesn't belong to you. Just straightforward. Uh, second one, maybe a little bit more, more interesting, is not giving someone the proper credit or glory for something. Steal someone's credit. Steal someone's glory. This can happen. You know, obviously we are people who uh, can steal glory from God. We know what that's like too. If there's something good that God does and that we take credit for, that's not right. That's stealing. We could steal glory from God, but you can also steal. You can also steal credit and glory from from man. Um, there's a term called plagiarism, where basically you put off someone else's work as your own. You take their credit and their glory for it, and you act like it's yours. That's stealing. That's stealing credit and glory from someone who actually did the work. And again, there's typically rules about that on campus. If you go to college and high school, uh, that you shouldn't plagiarize because that's stealing someone's work. That's stealing someone's credit and their name and their glory. And that's a way to steal. So you shouldn't do that. We should, we should always seek to give credit to whom credit is due. The best practice in doing that is always give glory and credit to God. Even for the good things that you are able to do and do in your life, return the glory to God because none of that is possible on our own. None of that is possible without the blood of Jesus or with God's divine help. So that's a good practice, right? To always return glory to God. But consider that with your neighbor. Consider if what you're doing that is good is actually because of something you've done. And there are many ways to do that. I can I can list several, but I think you can probably think very easily about ways to steal credit and glory from people. And that's stealing. It is. It's it's taking something that doesn't belong to you to make yourself look better. Stealing is just really at the core about that. It's it's taking something that doesn't belong to you to enhance your own life. So that could be someone's property, that could be someone's possessions, that could be a car, that could be credit and glory to enhance our own life, our own livelihood. We take something that doesn't belong to us. So that's another one, stealing people's credit and glory, stealing God's glory. Obviously a very big sin. We shouldn't do that. We should always return glory to whom it is due. And many times in the Christian life, the glory is not due to us. So we should practice... Uh, giving glory and, and credit to those who deserve it. Um, third one I thought of is stealing time. Maybe you can follow me in this one. We, you know, generally most of us have, have jobs. 
that we go on the clock and um, whether you're salary or hourly or whatever, whenever you go to work, that time belongs to your employer. They are hiring you to do a job. And we all know what it's like to take that time that we're on the clock that we're getting paid for and use that for our own purposes. Again, that's another example of stealing. Um, We shouldn't do that. We should give the time to the one who belongs to. And that time should be reserved for whatever they desire to us to do at the job. And I'm not saying, you know, you shouldn't have a break or you shouldn't have a lunch or if, you know, I'm not dealing with specifics here, but we all know what that is. We all know what it's like to steal time. Um, don't do that. That's a way to steal. And again, we should be very honorable, very upright uh, in our jobs. They should know that whenever they're hiring Christians, the world or other Christians, they should know that they're getting people who will properly do their work. And they won't be stealing time. So that's another one, stealing time. Uh, number four is borrowing something, which is different than stealing, um, except in this instance, it's borrowing with no intention to pay back. So whether it's something that you borrow from a friend or a family member, you borrow it, which your intention, at least from their understanding, is that you'll return it. But you don't intend that. You intend to borrow it and to keep it. Well, that's just a, a sneaky way to steal. You know, it could be done with someone's property. It can also be done with money. You, you're you given a loan. Someone lo- allows you to have money for a certain amount of time or uh, reason, and you have no intention of paying them back, or you delay the process so long that it's practically the same. That's That's stealing. That's practically stealing someone's property or money. And God knows the heart. He he's he's gonna understand very easily what our intentions are. And so borrowing that's in the gray area, in the blurry area of you know, whoops, I forgot, or you know, didn't you allow me to borrow this? Well, yes, I allowed you to borrow it, but you were supposed to return that, and you were supposed to pay me back. And if we don't, that's stealing. That's just another way. And these are all letter of the laws, but we need to deal with the letter of the law. We shouldn't steal as Christians, and. We're going to get to the spirit of the law, Um, but I want to look at one more uh, before we do that, and it's um, the next one is to cheat someone out of something they deserve, which is kind of goes along with the credit and the glory. But, you know, in scripture brings this up, um, this is often dealing with employers. Now you flip it around. now, Now, if you're an employer, if you're someone who has people working for you and you cheat them out of money, you cheat them out of what they have worked for. That's another instance of stealing. And I don't know if you're ever in a position, if you've been in a position position like that, where you someone has done something for you and you found a way to give them less, found a way to give them nothing, found a way to forget to pay them. It's stealing. It is. And we need to call it what it is. And stealing, again, is one of those things that everyone knows they shouldn't do, but it seems like a lot of people still do it. And we find sneaky, tricky, deceitful ways to steal without actually know that we're stealing. Um, I mean, people embezzle money from their companies, you know, and some of them are caught, some of them are not caught, but it's, it happens all the time. People are stealing from each other. And as Christians, we should not steal. We should not steal. In fact, we're going to, we're going to talk about what we should be doing instead. But as, as the scripture often tells us, we should put off in order to put on something better. And unless you're going to put on something good, you have to put off stealing. 
stealing can no longer be a part of the Christian life. We know that from the Old Testament. We also know it from the New Testament. Uh, it says in uh, 1 Corinthians that it lists all these sins. You know that no sexually immoral person or idolater or covetous person or those who steal will inherit the kingdom of God. And basically what it's saying is you can't practice sin and expect to get to the kingdom of God. So stealing is an example of that. You can't live your life as a thief and convince yourself and obviously convince God on the last day that you're Christ's. I followed your son and you spent your life in thievery and, and stealing. Uh, one of the best instances of someone who lived their life that way, who repented and, and didn't end that way was, was Zacchaeus. You remember Zacchaeus, the wee little man <laughs> from the song? Um, it's actually from scripture, Luke 19. We have this story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. I'll just read it. It's, it's only a few verses. In verse uh, chapter 19 of Luke, it says, Now Jesus entered Jericho, where he was passing through. And behold, there was a rich man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector. He was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for he was about to pass that way. <clears throat> when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received Jesus joyfully. And when they saw it, the people, they all grumbled. He has gone into the guest of a man who is a sinner, they said. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Verse 9, And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house since he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. <clears throat> so Zacchaeus, by profession, is a tax collector. And in the day, these tax collectors were known to be frauds. They were, they were cheats. They were people who stole, you know, in the common deceptive ways we talked about. They, they took more than what was belonging to them. Uh, they didn't give what was belonging to others, and they were scoundrels. They were cheats, and Zacchaeus was this type of person. And in this story, Jesus is coming, you know, into his town, and Zacchaeus wants to see him. He wants to be near him. Jesus is incredibly popular, and Zacchaeus uh, climbs a tree in order to see Jesus. Jesus, knowing all things, knows Zacchaeus is up there, so he looks at Zacchaeus, tells him to come down from the tree, and that he's going to come to his house. And it's interesting that when, as soon as Jesus comes to the house of Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus repents. He realizes who Jesus is. He realizes who he is. He doesn't want to be that way any longer. And so he says, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. <clears throat> and it's interesting. Verse nine, Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house. <coughs> Excuse me. So Zacchaeus was a lifetime thief, but he repented of his sins and Jesus restored him. Jesus forgave him. Jesus saved him because of Jesus' blood, Jesus' blood that he was going to shed in a matter of a few days and months here. And Zacchaeus not only repented, but he actually gave back what he stole fourfold, which means four times what he stole, he gave back. And he realized, even Zacchaeus, I can no longer live as a thief. If I'm going to follow Jesus and be saved by Jesus, I can no longer live as a thief. 
So he repented and he found salvation through Christ. If you read in uh, Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28, this is what it says, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. This is the final one I want to talk about with stealing. It says, again, the put off, put on theory here, not theory, um, put off, put on study that we do here in scripture is do not steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Do you see the spirit of the law with stealing? It's not just taking something that doesn't belong to you. The spirit of the law of the Ten Commandments is always about love. It's always about helping your neighbor, benefiting your neighbor, giving to your neighbor. And it's the complete opposite of stealing. So in Ephesians, Paul tells us, listen, no, you should steal no longer if you're a thief. Rather, what you should do is you should work. You should labor doing honest work with your own hands so that you may have something to share with the needy. And really what he's saying is now that you're a Christian, now that you've been purchased by the blood of Christ, live in love. And really when you're stealing, there's no way that you can love your neighbor. So what we should do as Christians is we should do the opposite of that. We should give. We should benefit. We should help the needy. And in doing that, we're like Christ. So that's where I want to spend the rest of our time here as we talk about the, the lack of stealing versus giving to those in need. And this is found all the way through Scripture. Um, if you go to Romans chapter 13, in verse 8, it says, Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder. Here it is. You shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Do you see that? The commandments you shall not steal, other commandments like it, are the letter of the law. But the spirit of the law is all about love. Loving your neighbor as yourself. Obviously, we know that thievery and stealing has no opportunity to love anybody. All it does is enhance our life, or you know, seemingly enhance our life. But instead of stealing, like Ephesians says, we should give we should work honestly, we should work hard so that we have something to share with the needy. And that's the spirit of the law. That's the spirit of all the commandments that we talk about. And we find that here in Romans. Oh, no one anything except to love each other for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. And I've mentioned this before. All the Ten Commandments are about love. The first three are about how to love God. The fourth one, the Sabbath, is about resting and taking what we need so that we can spend the rest of our lives in love. And then the next um, six commandments are all about loving one another. And stealing is, is the very same. Do not steal. Do not take something from someone that doesn't belong to you. Instead, give. Instead, seek the betterment of your neighbor. And it's this put on, put off thing that the New Testament talks about all the time. In order to put on something good, you're going to have to put off stealing. 
you can no longer steal because if you're if you're stealing, there's no chance for you to give and to better your neighbor. But if you stop stealing like Zacchaeus did, now you can start using your money, your time, your energies, your talents in order to give to those who need it. And that's what the Ten Commandments are about. That's what stealing or the opposite of stealing is all about is loving your neighbor as yourself. And I know from personal experience that stealing did not build me up. When those who robbed from our house um, took our stuff, it did not make me feel good. It did not enhance my livelihood. Um, but when some when people have given to us over the course of our years, and people have, have been very generous to my wife and our family, um, it does. It builds us up. It enhances our life. It, it allows us to do more for God. And stealing is one of those things that we all need to think about. Ways that we take things that don't belong to us. Ways that we keep things that don't belong to us. Ways that we ne- neglect to give to people is another way to steal. And so this one is very short and to the point. I don't know if much elaboration needs to happen beyond this, but I want us to think about love because that's what Jesus wants us to think about with every one of the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal so that you can love one another as God has called you to because love is the fulfillment of the law. So we all need to consider ways that possibly we are stealing, whether it's blunt and we know exactly what we're doing, or if we found a loophole and we've honestly maybe even deceived ourselves to think that we're not stealing uh, because we found this gray area. And again, Jesus knows the hearts. He knows if we're actually trying to steal. He knows if we're actually trying to give. And I think the most profound way to steal is a neglect to love. Because that's exactly what the Christian is called to. And if you're stealing, you cannot love. But also, if you're neglecting to love and you're justifying it with busyness or the lack of having things or, or whatever, insert any reason there, but you're neglecting to love, Jesus would call it stealing. Because that's your entire purpose for living upon this earth, to love the Lord your God and to love your neighbor as yourself. So I want us to think about that. I want us to first of all think about the letter of the law. Do we steal? Are we taking things that don't belong to us? We have to stop that immediately. Be like Zacchaeus and realize that Jesus has come to save you from your sins. You don't have to live that way any longer. But not to stop at the letter of the law and and to go to the spirit of the law where we are loving our neighbor as ourself. We are spending our time thinking about the needs of others. We are working honestly with our hands so we have something to share with the needy. If you spend your life loving those around you, you will not spend your time stealing. And that's exactly the point of the commandment to not steal. So I hope that's been an encouragement to you. Let us labor in love today. As it says in Romans 13, let us owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. And in doing that, we will both obey the spirit and the letter of the law of the Ten Commandments. Thanks for listening.